Welcome, everybody, to our weekly, weekly Torah podcast. This week's Parsha is Parsha Shoftim. The podcast is dedicated in memory of Herschel Ben David, Mr. Hild Pasternak, father of our good friend Michael Pasternak. This week's Torah portion, Parsha Shoftim, we find a very important mitzvah. Posse tells us, When you besiege a city for many days in war, you should be careful, don't destroy any tree with an axe. Because you can eat from it. Therefore, you should not cut it down. Because a human being is like a tree of the field. That it come before you in siege. Only a tree that you know is not a fruit-bearing tree, that type of tree you're allowed to cut down. Torah is telling us the prohibition of baltashchis, the prohibition against destroying something which is of benefit. Torah talks about the example of a fruit tree, a tree that gives forth fruit. You're not allowed to destroy it wanton destruction. It's even if you need the fruit, even if you need the wood for something, you can't destroy it. Only a tree that's not a fruit-bearing tree is it permitted to destroy. And for there, the commentaries point out, the Gemara tells us too, that this is also includes anything which is of benefit, it's prohibited to destroy. And what's interesting, the wording in the Pasuk though, after it tells us, we can understand that by ourselves, why it's inappropriate to destroy something which is of benefit, which could be useful. But why does the Torah add, because a human being is like a tree of the field? There's many different ways of understanding. Some people explain it as a question. Is a, is a person a field that you should enter the siege before you? But other, others say it and it's been, and explain it as a, as a statement. Because a human being is like a tree, and therefore it wouldn't be proper to go ahead and destroy the tree. First of all, under, we have to understand what exactly is the connection, the comparison between a tree and a human being. And if there is a comparison, why is Torah talking about it over here regarding this prohibition of being of being destructive, wanted destruction. I think there's an important lesson over here. The commentaries talk about what the, exactly is the reasoning why it's prohibited to be wasteful, to be destructive. The al says, he quotes the Talmud's dictum, that the water, that, excuse me, that the well that you drank water from, don't throw stones into it. In other words, teaching us the idea of hakara satov, expressing a proper appreciation. If you, benefit, if you benefited from something, it's not proper to be destructive to go ahead and to show that you don't, have, you don't care about it at all. You're benefiting from a tree. A tree is giving forth fruit, delicious fruits that are nourishing fruits, and you're going to go ahead and destroy the tree? That shows, that shows a lack of gratitude. That's one point. The Sefer broadens that idea and says that it means to say everything in the world is a gift from Hashem. Hashem gives us gifts to be able to enjoy. Imagine somebody gives you a gift and you take it and you throw it away. You're right in front of the person's face. You take it and destroy it. It, 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 would be, it would be cruel almost like that to do something like that. It's important for us to be able to be appreciative of all the gifts of Hashem in this world. And therefore, it would not be proper for us to go ahead and destroy things in the world that are of benefit, things that Hashem gave us to be able to use, to be able to enjoy. That's the idea behind the concept itself of the prohibition against destroy, destroying something. Now, let's understand a little bit the comparison between the tree and the human being. The tree is a piece of wood, primarily. But it's a piece of wood 
that produces delicious fruits. If the tree itself represents potential. It's there in and of itself, it doesn't really represent too much. But what it gives, it gives shade. It gives, it, it, it's, it, it ultimately it gives wood. It gives us fruits. There's so much that can be gained from the tree. Human being is the same idea too. There's an interesting statement comment by the Maharal. The reason why the first human being was called Adam because he was created from the Adama, from the earth. Now the, now the word Adam it was related to the word Adama, earth. Because Hashem created the original human being from earth. That still seems like a strange reason to call the person Adam. Why would you call a person mud just because he's created from the mud? That doesn't seem a very complimentary title. The understanding, though, is, the Maral explains, Adama, earth, is potential. Earth itself has no value in and of itself. The value of earth is the ability to be able to take a seed and plant it in earth and it being nurtured and ultimately growing to become vegetables, to become flowers, to become trees. That's the idea. The earth represents pure potential. And therefore, the human being was called Adam because Adam is also potential. A person is brought into this world a ball of potential. They can accomplish so much. Everybody can accomplish different things. Everybody has different strong points, different weak points perhaps. But everybody has potential to be able to fulfill. The old ad goes, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. The human being is so much potential, so much there to be able to offer, so much to be able to give, to accomplish, to produce. It would be a terrible travesty to go waste something that's so valuable, that has potential, potential value to it. That might be the idea, the connection over here. Sometimes we are given mitzvahs in different types of objects in order for us to take a practical lesson and apply them to the human being. I've often repeated over the story about covering the chalas. I think I mentioned it on a podcast once, that one of the reasons why the chalas are covered by the table is in order to spare the embarrassment, so to say, of the challah. Because normally the bracha is made on bread before wine, and since by the Shabbos table, we make a bracha on the Kiddush, ushering in the Shabbos, ushering in the, the sanctification of the meal before we make the bracha on the motzi. So in order to spare the bread the shame of losing its rights to the first blessing, we cover over the challah while we make the Kiddush. Now obviously, that seems quite simplistic. What kind of bread ever has embarrassment? What kind of bread has shame? The understanding, of course, is though, that if we have to be so careful and considerate to even cover over the piece of bread, how much more so do we have to be considerate about a human being's feelings, not to embarrass another human being? And that's the same thing over here, too. That if we have to be so careful insofar as the potential of a tree, not to be wasteful, not to be destructive of something which is capable of giving fruits, how much more so should we be careful not to waste the, not to waste the potential of a human being? A human being can offer so much, can give so much to the world, can accomplish so much for the world. To waste it would be a travesty, it would be something which is terrible. That's the reason why the Torah tells us specifically regarding the prohibition about being wasteful, but being destructive. The human being is compared to a tree in some ways. The tree itself is potential, and the human being also represents potential. And just like we can understand why, it's, why you're not supposed to be destructive and wasteful of a, of a tree, because it's able to produce fruits. You're cutting it, 
preventing it from being able to continue to give what it has to offer? How much more so should we be careful regarding the human being, not to prevent the human being from being able to achieve, to be able to accomplish, to be able to continue to do what he's able to do, for that matter. As I mentioned last week, this is appropriate before Rosh Hashanah, specifically before Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment. When man is judged for what he accomplished and his past accomplishments, what he used. In other words, the Almighty gave us all tools to which able to be able to use, to be able to fulfill, to be able to work with. And God, the Almighty looks at us over the past year. Did we use the tools properly? The tools that Hashem gave us. Did, he, did, he, did, he, did we use them properly? Did we use them to accomplish what we were able to accomplish? If indeed we could, so then the Almighty says, listen, we have more potential. We can accomplish more. And therefore, it's worthwhile giving us more time. But if a person did not use his time properly, he didn't use the tools that the Almighty gave him, the Almighty can say, listen, you're not utilizing your potential. You're being destructive of, what the, of the gift that I gave you. Why should I bother giving you any future at all? We don't realize that when we waste our time, wasting time literally is destruction. People use the expression, killing time. But it's not, it's, it's not just a, a, little, a little cliche. Killing time literally is murder. A person, let's say, imagine a person lives 100 years in this world. 100 years is 36,000 days. 36,500 days. If we break that down further, each day, for that matter, is 24 hours. Each hour is 60 minutes. Each, each minute is 60 seconds. When a person wastes a moment of time, he's wasting a little piece of life. He's destroying a little piece of life. That moment will never come back again. Take a look at the clock right now. In the second that was just passed, this past second, will never, in the, in, throughout history, or throughout the future, will never be repeated again. It's here, and then it's gone, and it'll never be repeated again. We have a responsibility to utilize every single moment that we possibly can. Because every single moment is life. Every single moment is potential. And when we waste that moment, we waste that potential, if we're destroying life, we're destroying the potential, we're destroying what we're able to accomplish, then the Almighty says, why bother giving anything more? You're not utilizing it anyway. You just need, you, there's no purpose in the, person, in the person's existence. We're here to accomplish, we're here to achieve, we're here to fulfill our potential. If we're not going to be using the tools that the Almighty gave us, why bother giving us any extra time? This is a tremendous preface and a little bit of an introduction, I believe, to Rosh Hashanah, the prohibition of being wasteful, being, being, being of wanton destruction, just being destroying things about us. It's unfortunate. We see people, many times, we don't, we don't, we don't realize that concept of the destructiveness that we do. If it's a matter of wasting time, it's a matter of wasting, wasting materials, Every single thing that a person that, that a person has is, is a gift. The rabbis learned now from Yaakov, our forefather Jacob. They said that he went back after when he when he went with his children, he crossed the Jordan River, he crossed back because Shachak Paki Patanim. He forgot little flasks that he wanted to retrieve. The rabbis tell us we see from over here that the tzaddikim, the righteous people, their money is as valuable to as their lives. And that's why he, also, he went back by himself to be able to retrieve a few, few relatively insignificant cups. That seems strange to understand. Why do they value their money so much? 
can understand the idea of their of 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 life, the importance, but they're, they're, listen, it's not worth the time. The answer is because they understand every single object that they own took time. It took time to be able to earn money, to be able to buy, took time to be able to make it, whatever it was. And when you don't take care of it, it shows you don't value that time at all. We don't value the time. You toss it out, you throw it out. In some ways, you're destroying life. Those moments of life that it took me to be able to make it, to earn the money to be able to buy these cups, they're wasted now. I destroyed a part of life. The righteous person is careful to utilize every single moment of life. He wants to make sure no moment of his life, not a second of his life, goes for naught, goes for the waste. That's the way the righteous person views things. And that's the understanding, again, we come into Rosh Hashanah, the importance of appreciating the value of time, appreciating the value of utilizing the tools, the gifts that Hashem gave us. Only when we do that, we be properly prepared for Rosh Hashanah to be able to, be able to receive the gift of of life that Almighty has waiting for us. We say in the Rosh Hashanah davening that please Hashem, remember us for life. The king who wants life. Please Hashem, remember us for the kind of life that you want because we know that you want life. The proof is you gave it to us. You gave it to us a gift of potential to be able to fulfill. You want us. You're encouraging us. You're cheering us on, so to say to utilize the moments, utilize the time that we have. Please, Hashem, remember us for life, that we should be able to utilize that life, utilize the time that you've given us to accomplish and to continue doing what we're able to accomplish. It may all merit to be able to have we should be written and should be sealed for a good, sweet life. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.